ready for this? I got one thing to say. Uh... Inside the ring. Outside the ring. That I just happen to be the greatest wrestling machine alive. It's all here. What a mega matchup. Universal Wrestling Podcast. I like this kind of party, baby. really like what he does so i'm going to try and emulate that as much as possible um so let's let's give it a whirl let's see how things go dom how the hell are you welcome to the show brother i'm good man i'm i'm tired but i'm good i've got this uh i've got this nice little energy drink there to wake you me go up here. is that a guinness my man i'm drinking a screw driver i'll be honest man i was kind of jealous when we were doing the uh the sports syndicate the other night and you had a guinness so it just yeah i got got that thought in the back of my head and it was like i'm at the store and i see a yeah, four yeah. pack i'm like yoink yeah. <laughs> what a great time too, maddie daddy matt whatever he wants to go by i think it's matt, matt. maddie daddy yeah he's somebody you want to uh befriend and luckily we were able to he's a good dude if you guys don't know we do a sports show weekly sports show talking about football go check it out it's amazing it's uh it's a lot of fun this is a wrestling show and we got to <laughs> talk some wrestling so if you are a wrestling fan, and I think you are, if you're listening to this, you know a little bit about AEW. They had a big event. It wasn't pay-per-view. That was cool. It was on yeah. live television, TNT. And I just want to say before we start, the match was an hour. The main event match, which begun the show, which was really cool, was an hour and it finished in a draw and people are so upset about it, but I love it. I love it from so many different aspects. What are your thoughts, dude? Uh, I was going to say, what are you upset about? It doesn't make any sense. Like, you're upset that nobody won? Like, this happens in the NFL. It's happened in AEW a few times. And if you watch AEW and you have, look at what have happened for the people involved in those draws. Look at Darby yeah. Allen from the jump with the draw with Cody. And then, of course, Danielson's debut against Kenny Omega. Amazing match ended in a draw, sparked his entire run to a champion. Yeah. So what's your problem? It was a it, it was an amazing yeah. match. And who doesn't want to see a rematch? I mean, come on. I mean, I wrote a list out of things that I thought, why not to continue the storyline? Yeah. Boom. Hangman doesn't lose. Yeah. Both still look strong. And not only that, at the very end, Hangman looked as though he was going to win. He had finally yeah. hit that buckshot lariat. And as he reached for the cover, there goes the bell. Yeah. So, you know, you could have said Hangman had the win if he had a couple more seconds. Yeah. So it it doesn't really make him look bad. It just makes him look like Danielson gave everything that he had. Yeah. Hangman took it. Would have gotten the win if he had another five minutes. It yeah. just sets up the rematch perfectly. And and also to people that are upset, I have two questions. One, do you watch New Japan? And two, what do you expect when they give you an hour-long match for a championship for free on TV? On television, yes. You know what it does, dude? It leaves you wanting more. And that's what it's all about. And if you want to talk about other things and other than just the match itself, let's be honest. AEW's ratings, I know I don't like talking about ratings, yeah, but they're I'm not, not doing as well as they would want. So you mm -hmm. give them a free match. Oh, shit. 
I gotta watch the second match. I gotta watch, you know. Yeah, we're gonna see where it goes from here. Yeah, I'm going to buy the pay per view because if that's not main eventing the pay per view, then I don't know what is right now because that's the hottest storyline in AEW. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's not like a. I don't really like talking about ratings much myself either. There's a lot of people that get hung up on that. I'm just like. If you really want to talk about struggling ratings, WWE has gone from 4 million fans two years ago to less than two. Yeah. That's a struggle. When you've gone from zero to almost a million, you're making it. When you've gone from yeah. 4 million to less than two, you're struggling. But it's a situation where they want to give you more. They want to be an alternative. They want yeah. to give you a reason to watch it. And what better way than this? Can anybody remember the last WWE match that ended in a draw? Let alone uh, a title match, just any. Do mm-hmm. WWE matches, do they even have time limits? Like they're they're no. trying to do something different. They're trying yes. to give you a little bit of of everything mixed into one and you're poo-pooing it. And then yeah. a lot of these same people are like, but we still need an alternative. No, you have it and you're complaining. And another fact, Daniel Bryant. Oh, I did it. I did uh, it. I put a dollar bill in the uh in the jar here. Brian <laughs> Danielson yes. is still undefeated, which is so mm-hmm. important in this aspect. If he was facing other people like Hobbs and, you know, sort of like what CM Punk's doing there, he's he's trying to elevate some of the superstars that you don't see often with this. He needs that undefeated streak just because Hangman Adam Page is the best baby face in the business, not the company in the business. He is. Wow. I'm thinking about it, and honestly, Sammy's up there, but he doesn't have that, that, yeah. that spotlight. You know, he is a TNT champion. He got a much better pop than Cody did. I'll give him that much on Rampage. He got a much better pop, but yeah, I'm thinking about it, and I'm, and I'm just like rattling through faces in my head, and I'm like, yeah. you know what? You're not really wrong. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think he needs that. You know, I mean, of course, Brian Danielson, we know who he is. We know from Ring of Honor days, obviously, WWE, the Yes Movement, Yeslemania, you know, tap oh, yeah. out Batista, tap out Batista. Like that's that's the Brian Danielson we know. But he's in a different company and he's going one on one for the first time in a long time against the top babyface because he was, I don't know, top babyface, but he was the top underdog. So that's kind of the same thing yeah. to an extent, to an extent. So it's just phenomenal. And uh, dude, again, I say it all the time. If you listen to the podcast, it's not about competition. It's about professional wrestling. And that is exactly what we're getting here with the AEW champion, Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever, whatever you, you want to call him. him. Yes. Just call him the American dragon. You can't go wrong. With there you go. That's better. But I, I'll drink to that because that's beautiful. Yeah. But I always say, just enjoy pro wrestling. If it's not your cup of tea, let somebody else drink it. Like people poo poo AEW. And I'm like, good yeah. more for me. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Let's stick with AEW, but let's go with Sammy. We heard some unfortunate news today. We're recording this oh. on Saturday, December 18th. It'll be out in a couple of days. Him and his fiance. Yeah, poor, poor Sammy and Pammy. <laughs> yeah, they're no longer together. We don't know anything else about the situation. Just that he sent out a message on TikTok or excuse me, on Twitter today saying like, please give us our privacy, respect yeah. us, and which is necessary in this day and age. But still, no, you're not going to stop the haters. But it's just the fact of life, you know, like things happen. You just got to go with it. And it, oh, it's a yeah. shame. Supposedly, there was some rumors about him and Ty Conti. I don't know. Mm. It's a shame because, you know, Sammy is TNT, the TNT champion. I don't think this will hurt him in any way like that incident with 
Banks, right? Remember, he was in uh, Tough Enough. Oh, where he yeah. was trade. She went on that podcast and he said something about Sasha yeah. Banks that was uh, not exactly appropriate. And then it yep. came out dur- later during the speaking out movement and yeah. he got like fried for it. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. It's just a shame. But hey, this is a wrestling podcast and I thought I would. Bring you know, it up. rumors, rumors being what they are. You got to uh, I'll take that out and I'll just say yeah. I feel for the guy. But, you know, yeah. like you said, it happens. Yeah. I had a fiance before I met my wife. As it was kind of like what Sammy said in his tweet, where it's like, we always kind of loved each other. We just knew and they we still weren't do. right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, we don't like, we can't make this work. We love each other, but we can't make this work. So we both moved on. We both married, yeah. had children, have families. We still talk. Yeah. So for all we know, Sammy's yeah. going through the same thing that I was going through, you yeah, know, and, exactly. and, I'm going to leave it at that until I hear anything else, because yeah. Lord knows the only thing that's more prevalent than wrestling promotions these days are dirt sheets. And, <laughs> and they will say anything, yeah. anything to get you to follow them, listen to yep. them, do whatever. I'm not uh, I'm not into that kind of stuff. Yeah. If something comes out that's concrete, then I'll address it. But for right now, it just looks like a sad situation. You know, maybe they get back together. Let's uh, stick with AEW. One more thing, and then we'll talk some WWE hooks debut. Mm. It was on Rampage. It wasn't this Rampage. It was last week's Rampage. And I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And again, there's haters. I get it. I get it. But it's his first freaking match and he looked good. You know, what did you think? Some of these haters are pathetic too, man. Like I saw one, I think, I can't remember his name, but it was on Facebook. And he was talking about how all Hook did was flip and flop. And I'm I'm thinking, are you considering like judo throws flips? Because like... Hook did not leave the ground as far as as far as debuts went. When yeah. you look at the history of AEW, when you look at like um, Brock Anderson, Arn's kid, or yeah, Anthony yeah. Agogo, or some of these other guys, they were not very good. And Hook's no. in comparison was like a thousand times better. I'm not saying yeah. he. I'm not saying throw the world title on him tomorrow. Yeah. He came out, and I mean, he had the judo throws and the yeah. and the and the suplexes and the submission holds, and even. Even before the match, his first match, he was just kind of laid up in the corner on the turnbuckles yeah, until yeah. he rang the bell. Selling like, it, yeah. Like, I'm just chilling. Just, just uh, ring the bell, I'll whoop his ass. Until then, I'm going to yep. sit here. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this debut. It was probably, like, the best debut of a, a of an AEW talent to wrestling. You I know, agree. Uh, when it came and and that's hard when you think like man the enforcer's son doesn't live up but he really didn't no <laughs> not yet at least right i mean taz taz got that boy ready to go yeah. you could see a lot of him in hook yeah yes. between the suplexes and then he used the the taz mission the kata the kata yeah but he called it the red rum and and, and all that and yeah it was a very good match. He had a few little things here and there, but other than that, I can't complain. For somebody as green as he is, he was amazing. It was slow and methodic. It was a Mm -hmm. match that you would think that a young kid wouldn't how how he performed you're like what where's the jumps where's the springs where's the yeah. you know off the top rope it was it was the it was, opposite it was yeah. the opposite of everything that people complain about AEW for it yeah. wasn't fast paced there you go there was That's no so he never went right. onto the top yeah. rope there was no springboarding there was no dot there was no yep. dive there was no nothing nope. he just got in that ring and he pounded fuego del soul yeah. through that mat and then he yeah. choked him out yeah and what was cool too was uh, uh, again if you don't know who hook is 
is. Hook is Taz's son. Taz yeah. was on commentary too. And I thought that was going to be an issue, but it, it worked out. I mean, you know, Taz, he sells anything. He could sell oh, you know, I know a Taz. pen. Yeah. <laughs> He, he, he can sell pretty well. He's good on commentary. He showed that with uh, WWE and Michael Cole. That was one of my favorite. It was just really entertaining. I mean, even from his entrance, he came out and that kid looks buff. You know, I, we've he been is. watching wrestling for a long time. It's we okay to discuss this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're also we're also two grown men with wives, so we can discuss yeah. that. There's nothing yeah, yeah. wrong with the, the He's other side. He's a good side. looking we're dude, just, okay? I guess I got to stop knocking him for his sideshow bob hair now. He could probably yeah. kick my ass. So, yeah. so How much hairspray? Holy shit. That is some wild shit. It's like, um, yeah. before before Taz became Taz, because I'm a big bingo hall enthusiast, yeah. enthusiast so I, I had known him since the Tasmaniac days. He had hair kind of like Hooks, yeah. but he really greased it and tried to like keep it down and shaved around. So it kind of looked like Hooks, but it was just flat yeah. and black and curly like Hooks is. And so when, when Hook came out and debuted originally, I was like, oh, you got your daddy's hair. But then all of a sudden it turned into Sideshow Bob hair. And I was yeah. joking about that for months at a time. And, and now I'm like, man, I ain't saying nothing ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's cool because we wanted it for so long, right, Dom? Yeah. We wanted the alternative for so oh, yeah. long. We got NXT. That was dope, but that's still a WWE product. We have Impact, of course. We have New Japan. We have a lot of indie promotions, but we wanted something like this, and it's just phenomenal. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, you know, M- Impact had its had its chance to be the alternative, and they kind of blew it. And I know they've stuck around, and they're kind of good, and I still watch them. Yeah, just here and there. feel the same. They're about the only company that's really had the opportunity to get on a major network and be that alternative prior to AEW. And and there there's a long time between Impact on Spike, because Spike doesn't even exist anymore if you think about it, AEW on TNT. So the options and the alternatives were very slim. So to have something like this on a main stage running on Fridays, damn near parallel with WWE and doing yeah. what they're doing is so much of a relief at this point. It's so nice to have something, yeah. just anything that you can turn to and be like, oh my God, it's not the same. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, from everything, from the camera angles, the, the way it looks, mm-hmm. the way it feels. Yes, Jim Ross is there, but it doesn't, it's not, yeah. the, it's not WWE, obviously. It's AEW. It's phenomenal. And it's just, it's good to have. It's good to have more content for wrestling fans because like i said it's not about competition it's about what we want you know yeah. we're paying their their checks you know we're, we're going to the events they're going to entertain us and yeah you know like we go to the events we're we're spending the 9.99 yeah. a month or in the alternatives case the 50 dollars every few months for pay-per-views mm-hmm. so you know it, it's it's one of those things where you think well if i'm putting so much into it i ought yeah. to be able to get out of it what i want yeah. You know, any other any other entity that you go to, like if I go get gas and I spend fifty dollars, I expect to get gas. So if I pay fifty bucks for a wrestling pay-per-view, I want to see wrestling and AEW delivers. And that's something I enjoy. It's like, you know, with WWE, I turn it on and I want to see wrestling and I'm getting promos and I'm yeah. getting weird skits and I'm getting yeah. all this stuff. I'm just like, okay, yeah, where's the wrestling? And every now and then you get a match and you're like, All right, what's next? More talking. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, speaking of WWE, let's get into it. I mean, day one is their next pay-per-view, I think, yeah. right? That's Yes, two Jan- weeks from now. Two weeks just from about now, January 1st. F- well, 15 days, I guess, whatever yeah, you want yeah, to call yeah. them. And the main event is Brock Lesnar 
versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. And dude, this is by far my favorite storyline. So as much as we, you know, talk badly and talk shit about the WWE, mm-hmm. they are still performing at a peak level on certain aspects. And this is one of the aspects that they're doing well with. It's phenomenal, man. I mean, I love it. I mean, every week the storyline gets better between Brock, Heyman, and Roman and last week or this week, because today's Saturday, yesterday was Friday the 17th. Um, It happened. Brock came to the ring. I don't know if you want to say to save Paul Heyman. Kind of. Yeah. But Paul was about to catch concerto, which was weird because, you know, Roman, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was really entertaining. And I'll start with this question. Does Roman Reigns hold on to that title until Mania or does Brock Lesnar take it at day one? Because for the longest time, and you've heard me say it a bunch of times with me and Devin, Devin from Clark Street, Clark Street Wrestling, it is the decade of Roman Reigns. But for the first <laughs> time since he's uh, won that title, I think it's in jeopardy. What do you think? Yeah, it, it really it really feels like it's in jeopardy at this point. Like, yeah. You got Paul probably switching sides after what happened Friday. You've got you you had Brock just and like looking like an absolute beast for the first time in I don't know how long. Yeah. Like running through the Usos, getting hit with chairs from Roman Reigns, and walking right through it. You know he he's been on another level since he came back, and surprisingly, the, I'm interested in Brock Lesnar for the first time since maybe his like first run yeah. in WWE, like when he came in as the next best thing, or, and or the yeah, and you know before he left his first time, I was really into Brock, and then as he kind of came and went, I was just like, yeah, whatever, dude, go back to your couch with your title. We know, yeah, and. Now all of a sudden, I don't know what it is. I'm just interested in the guy. Let's uh let's hear some of the promo from last uh Friday. It was awesome. Brock Lesnar from me. Paul Heyman, as you can tell if you're watching this, looks like he's crying. He's in tears. Yeah. And he kind of giggled a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Here we go. My tribal chief. I love it. <laughs> I'm not protecting Brock Lesnar from you. <laughs> sells it so good too no one sells like Paul until he goes bankrupt (laughs) he can sell he's not good with books I'm protecting you from Brock Lesnar (laughs) damn even his cousins, his cousins in the back are like, ooh. Yep. <laughs> so this segment goes a little bit longer, but we're not going to listen to it. But basically, Roman Reigns fires Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. He's about to do, which I think is weird, a concerto to that Paul Heyman. That was a Heyman. little odd. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. a little odd. And out of nowhere, Brock Lesnar comes out. And 
basically saves Paul Heyman. He was going to get hit with the the two chairs. And it's just it's just so intriguing because now what the hell is Paul Heyman going to do a double turn? Like we don't know. That's why this storyline is phenomenal. So as of yeah. right now, Paul Heyman, it, it looks like Paul Heyman and uh, Brock are in cahoots, but we don't know. And it's just, I don't know. This is the kind of wrestling I love. Yes, we said it before. They do a lot of talking. They do a lot of stupid segments. They do a lot of, you know, the Miz TV and cutting edge yeah. and all that. But when they when WWE does it right, they do it right. And this is, this is phenomenal. Yeah, this is true. This is yeah. true. You know, I mean, personally, I think SmackDown itself has been pretty good lately. Like, Raw is, well, Raw is trash. I don't know mm-hmm. how else to put that. But yeah, I usually sit down and watch SmackDowns after the fact with my son. Because uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm usually live streaming on my wrestling podcast during SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> So if you need an alternative, we're like AEW, but I digress. I, I love what they're building here. Like, where is Paul going to go? Is so many Roman's, layers. Is Roman's title in jeopardy? You know, will will anybody step up to help out Brock Lesnar to kind of even up this numbers game? Because yeah. that's that's maybe the one thing that Roman has in, in his favor is he's got his cousins behind him and Brock is on an yeah. island by himself. Yeah, but his cousins are losing a lot often. And I think that's what makes his storyline even better because now can he trust them? I mean, they're losers. He's the tribal mm-hmm. chief, you know? Like it's 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 great. That's so it, it almost seems and and honestly, guys, this is this is one of the things I would it almost seems like the ones are starting to fall apart. Yeah. And I hate saying the ones. It always reminds me if you've ever watched the old movie Airheads with like Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler and Brendan Fraser. <laughs> When they bring their demo and they hold the DJ hostage and they hand yeah, it to yeah. him, he looks at it and he goes, the Lone Rangers? And he's like, yeah. yeah, what's the problem with that? And the DJ says, there's three of you. You're not exactly lone. Yeah. You can't be the one when you're three. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, but the this, bloodline, yeah. that's cool, Bill. Every time they say, we the ones, I think of the Lone Rangers in Airheads and I, and I can't stop laughing. And like I said earlier, there's so many layers to this. Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Will Paul turn? What's up with the Usos? They've been losing a lot. Roman Reigns. It's just like phenomenal TV. Let's listen to a little more of uh, what went down. Like I said, Roman Reigns fires Paul Heyman and Brock comes in to save him. But the commentary is awesome, too. I love Pat McAfee, but enough of me. Let's hear it. Absolute betrayal by Paul Heyman. That's funny. The first thing that we hear is Pat McAfee. He's so dramatic. You got to love Pat McAfee. He won't raise his eyes. All right. So he's setting him up. Patty asked for another chair. Where's Edge, you know? Right. Well, so you think you know me. He's setting him up for a concerto. Oh, no, 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 no. Here we go. I love it. It is overall, Tom. I just want Taz right now. Here comes the pain. <laughs> so Brock is slowly walking to the ring. Gotta he love those overalls. overalls. Yeah. Blue and black fanal. Font fanal. Fanal. Jesus. Fanal. Fanal. Boom. Fanal. <laughs> 
The Usos go to Suplex City and, and Oh, that's another thing we want to talk about. Super kick, dropping the Roman's shirt. At least momentarily. Another F5 to one of the brothers, and he's still not in the ring at this point. No. Roman and Brock talking a little trash. Honestly, I think Roman would have ran if it weren't for the chair in his hand. Yes. Protecting you from Brock Lesnar. And now Lesnar and Reigns are face to face. And Lesnar just like that. And now a steel chair. Assault by Reigns on Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar. Stupid Roman Reigns up to his shoulders. And Lesnar with an F5. And F5 to Reigns. God damn, I love professional wrestling. <laughs> you gotta love that. Yeah. You do. So- so he Four chair shots. He yeah. ro- he walks right through them like it's no big. Just whatever. Yeah. And uh, what's cool too is that's uh, th- last night was when uh, Roman debuted his new shirt. Yeah. Oh, buddy. needle mover. Yeah. Needle mover. And of course, social media. This is bullshit. WWE is doing this on purpose. It's like so what? And so what? They're making money. This is what say, you want. And, yeah. This you is. Know. <laughs> Whoever thought of this should get a promotion, you know, they should be promoted because this is this is just it makes sense. But overall, this freaking storyline kicks ass, dude. This right here is amazing. I I would watch day one just for this. Like, yeah, the new day Mm -hmm. is going to be great. And Miz and Edge is kind of intriguing. It's like, yeah, Yeah. it's kind of intriguing. But like New Day and Usos is one of those matchups. Like they've had it so many times over the years and every time they've had it. I've they watched it and I've enjoyed the hell out of it. it it's uh, Lucha Bros and FTR turning into that in AEW. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. Like they'll fight each other every couple of weeks, but when they do, it just gets better and better, and, and you're just enthralled the entire way. Yeah. And and New Day and Usos does that for me. Like I, I really even leading up to this, like I wasn't a big, I wasn't big on the Brock and Roman rivalry. I was just yeah. Like, Eh, yeah, I know. Huh. It, it is what it is. Okay, but but going through this and like seeing Brock's comeback and then the suspension and the removal and all this, like they've really built it this time. And yeah, I'm all in. Like no yeah. pun intended. I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's it's really cool to see. Let's stick with WWE unless you want to talk more. I mean, no, go right Roman, ahead. And yeah. 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 Edge and Miz. That's that's going to be entertaining. I, I think the promos have been really good. Um, Usos and New Day, like you said, like that that's going to tear down the house as well. It's just yeah. going to be a good pay-per-view. And I, I said it earlier during the episode, when WWE does it right, they do it right. And it's, it's shaping up to be a really good pay-per-view. But let's stick with WWE. And I don't mean the damper the mood, but let's talk about Jeff Hardy. Mm. It was released, and we're not too sure why. Of course, there's rumors, you know, he's of course. An he is an addict and he'll always be an addict. One thing I have to say, and obviously this is without saying, but if you need help or if you, you know, if you're having an issue, contact somebody. If it's me, if it's yeah. Tom, it's if it's any anyone from Twitter to Facebook, family members, friends, get yeah. the help. Don't be embarrassed. Everybody has an issue. Everybody. There's, I may not have honest, an addiction. But I have issues. I, I'm a real person. We all have problems. So get yeah. the help. 
And just to, you know, keep it real, there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a problem or being an addict or an alcoholic. Like I'm a recovering, I'm a recovering addict. I've been clean 20 years since as of last October. My co-host Bruce is a recovering alcoholic. He's, he just went past nine years. Yeah. You know, this stuff happens to people. So if you need the help, get it and it, it, or reach out to somebody that you know that has been through it and talk to them about it. You know, I've had people do that with me and I've tried to set them in the right direction, get them to where they need to be. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, if if there's anything wrong with Jeff, I wouldn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's where, that's where I'm coming from too. Again, if you need help, go get it. Uh, This is a stat I pulled up. 21 million Americans have at least one addiction, but only 10% of them receive treatment. We -hmm. need to do something about that. Let's change, you know, let's change the way this, this, this seems like people seem embarrassed. No, everybody has an issue. Let's change the stigma. Let's make it for what it is. Let's make that number, you know, 80, 90, a hundred percent, but let's get back to the story. Something just doesn't add up to me. Cause if you go back and you watch the videos, this happened at a live event. He was yeah. tagging with, uh, I, I don't know, who he was facing. Oh, The New Day. It, let's he hear was tagging it. With you know the more new than, day. If you know more than me, let's hear it. Yeah, he was uh, he was tagging with The New Day in a six-man match against the Bloodline. Yeah. And it was reported that he looked kind of sluggish during the match. And Which he kind of did, to be honest. He tagged out. He never really got back in the match. Shortly yeah. after that, it was reported that he asked to leave the tour and yeah. he was replaced by somebody on the next house show. Yeah. And I guess shortly after that, it was reported that he was released. But leading up to it, like all the stuff that he did on SmackDown, like him and Drew McIntyre going after Happy yeah, Corbin yeah. and Madcap, you know, all this stuff. He looked like he was doing all right. And yeah. then, you know, this all happened. of a sudden at, yeah. at one house show, he wasn't doing all right. And then he was gone. I yeah. don't necessarily think that means... Yeah. You know, he fell off the wagon. I I just think that maybe he was a little bit burnt out. And you could see he was holding his stomach. You know how he goes up for his signature thing on the turnbuckles and he pulls his hands back, whatever he does. He was doing that, but he's kind of like holding his stomach. He's holding his ribs. So maybe it, it again, we do not know. Matt Hardy went on Twitch and said, we're all doing fine. The family's doing well. Jeff is doing well. And then you saw Jeff the next couple of days was on uh youtube and he's yeah even his even jeff's wife yeah jeff's wife tweeted out like jeff is fine we're fine you know don't believe everything that you hear it feels like wwe trying to part ways with this guy in in a way like they parted ways with bray wyatt where they made it out as if he didn't want to work on account of Brody Lee's uh, uh, on account of Brody Lee's departure, you know, yeah. and just something's not adding up. Bray had been working, you know, like he came back, he won the title, he lost the title, he got in a few with Randy. He had been back for a while. He was doing yeah. everything that they wanted him to do. Yep. But when they finally got rid of him, instead of just saying like we've released him or budget cuts or whatever they had used, it yeah. was he couldn't get over the death of Brody Lee and, and it just didn't feel right. And this is another one in that kind of category right now that, that just doesn't feel right. The rumor was, and of course this is just a rumor, but he was going to have that title shot against Roman Reigns. I don't know when, but that was a rumor. And then also yeah. um, before the last pay-per-view or last week or two weeks ago, they did that special with uh, stone cold, you know, the, the broken skull sessions. Yeah. Yeah. It's him and Jeff and Jeff just, you know, I'm clean. I'm doing well. 
And yeah, when he was happens, happy. Yeah, yeah, this happens. It's like uh, this is uh, awfully coincidental for this to happen exactly after that. You know, ha- that 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 episode dropped. So it again. This, the moral of this story is if you need help, go and get it. Don't yeah. be afraid. Don't be embarrassed. Everybody has issues. I have demons. Everybody has demons. But you work to change those demons. You work to get rid of oh, those yeah. demons, you know? Look, people, my demons could fill this entire room twice over. So if you need to help, go get it because I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's stick with WWE, but let's go with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens re-signs with the WWE. Um, yeah end of january 2022 so it wasn't a long-term contract but it's still something that we were surprised about because mount rushmore like come on yeah all his buddies are in aew it just seemed to be the best fit for him but then again kevin owens is always that number one contender he's always mm-hmm. going up against roman reigns he did it last summer now he's going one-on-one with uh the champion well, of Raw. Now he was going one on one. We have now turned it into a fatal oh, four way. Fatal four way, yeah. Because but that's still always- that's one of the reasons I don't like Raw. This is what we still do over yeah, yeah. here. And, yeah. and as much as I would have loved to see like Biggie and KO have a classic one on one match, which all of a sudden, would. then Seth Rollins gets involved and he gets into the match. Then Bobby Lashley gets involved and now he's in the match. And so now instead of a classic one-on-one match, like we're going to yeah. get, like, like we got with say hangman and the, and the dragon, yeah. we're going to get this, this fatal four way, you know, cluster fuck yeah. shit show, whatever you want to call it, where, yeah. you know, just calamity ensues and, yep. and maybe Biggie manages to win by the skin of his teeth and walk away. And then we, and then we have whoever didn't lose, like fighting on Raw the next day on a microphone. I'm not even saying in a ring, like I deserve yeah. a title shot. No, I deserve a title shot. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I don't watch. Yeah, that that's is it. I, I watch SmackDown. I can't do it with Raw. You're still on everything that WWE does that yeah. I hate. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, I, you got a great point there, because why are they doing this? Well, if you've been watching wrestling long enough, you you would think, well, they don't want Big E to look like uh not like a champion. They don't want him to be hurt in this situation because if he loses or if he wins against Kevin Owens, who's next? But if he loses against Biggie or if he wins against, uh, help me here, Bobby, Seth, and KO, then the storyline continues. You can go off with Seth. You can go off with KO. So they want those possibilities, but damn it, I want KO and I yeah. want Biggie. I mean, come on. They're good friends. You've seen it. They're they good play, friends. They've yeah. had some nice matches in the past with with lesser yeah. stakes than, yep. you know, a WWE title on the line. And you know they're capable of it. I don't know. It just it feels like either lazy booking or the fact that like maybe they don't have the kind of confidence in Big E that say like my group at Top Rope did. Cause like when he got drafted a couple yeah. of years ago and pulled from the new day, we had said from the very beginning, like push this guy. Yeah. Push this guy to the moon. He's ready for it. Now he sits here, WWE champion, knocked off Bobby Lashley a couple times. Yeah. Beat Drew Which McIntyre, is a big deal. Which is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, you know, Drew was a, a very, you know, bona fide, accomplished WWE champion before Bobby knocked him off. And then Bobby had strung together some wins before Biggie cashed in the money in the bank contract. And you think, yeah. 
okay, well, he caught him at a bad moment, but then they had a series of rematches that Biggie won yeah. clean. That just establishes him, especially coming back and beating Drew in, yeah. I think, Saudi Arabia, just establishes him as like, I'm on this level now. And you still don't have it. It doesn't feel like they have that kind of faith that he's on that level. Because, yeah. oh, we got to get more names in here. We got to get Seth. We got to get Bobby Lashley. Yeah. We just go off of uh, Kevin Owens and biggie to main event a pay-per-view we don't care what it is it seems like they just throw shit to the wall and mm-hmm. whatever sticks sticks and those four names stuck but yeah again, just names on a dartboard yeah. and they're just throwing okay so biggie's gonna fight kevin owens yeah. yep and seth rollins and next? Next? oh bobby lashley we'll get okay, bobby bring, back in there let's, yeah let's bring him back and you know what since ko might be leaving let's put him in the main event good shit you know it's like what the f- I don't get I always, it. Yeah. I have dubbed that the the Drew Gulak treatment because yeah. I don't know if you remember but a couple of years ago, like Drew Gulak was, he was kind of like, he was kind of being mentored by the American Dragon and, and oh, yeah, 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 working yeah. his way up the SmackDown roster and his contract ran out and they were talking about him leaving. And a week or so after that, after his contract had expired, yeah, they offered him another deal and he took it. But they had had him on SmackDown every week in major roles with, with, Daniel Bryan and all this. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as he signed that contract, he disappeared. And yeah. you saw him chasing after the 24-7 title oh, from God. then on at yep. best. And, that, and I, I feel that like, like they're doing that with KO at this point. Like, oh, yeah, sign extension, and then we'll put you in the main event, and we'll do this with you, and we'll highlight you on Raw. And then as soon as he signs it, they're like, mm, yeah, go back yeah. to where you were. <laughs> and, and during the Thunderdome era, KO and Roman had a lot of good matches. I think they had they really two did. or three title matches. I'm not, don't, don't, you know, yeah. I don't know. Don't check me here. Don't fact check me here. But no, I think you, they, they yeah. were, I think there was three, a couple. if I remember correctly. Yeah. And they were great matches. Of course, you knew Roman wasn't going to lose, but still he puts on really good matches. He's good on the mic. He's just, it's just, it's cool to see. And you know, what's cool too? What he said. You know, KO said, I did it for my family. I've been here for so many years. It's just home to me. And I, I love it. Paraphrasing. I don't know exactly what he said, but it's something similar to that. Yeah. So, and I love it. And one of these days, I think KO is going to get that title. I don't know when it's not going to be Roman. Obviously he's on raw. I don't think it's going to be, you know, anytime soon, but I, I would love to see it because his title runs have been pretty short and uh, are, he hasn't had one there in recent guys. memory. I mean, he won. He won the universal title with Triple H helping him years oh, yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back when he and Jericho were running together. But there's there are two guys that I would love to see with the WWE title who have been in WWE for a while and never Let's got it. it. One is Kevin Owens, and the other is Shinsuke Nakamura, who oh, I have yeah. absolutely loved since yeah. since I saw him in New Japan. I yeah. don't know, maybe a decade ago. Yeah. If one of those two guys ended up with the WWE title in their hand, I would probably lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, dude, I lost my mind. I was there for uh, Brooklyn too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shinsuke versus Samoa Joe when he won it. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, dude! People, oh, yeah. fans want that. Fans don't want him going one on one with Happy Corbin. Like we're so no. over this. And as much as I love Boogs, Rick Boogs, yeah. Boogs, as much as I think he's entertaining. How he was and presented in NXT. You know what else is odd? I don't know if you noticed this because I, I, it took me a while just not yeah. watching WWE TV every time and so on. Yeah. 
after Rick Boog came in, they kind of scaled back on Elias and took him off completely. And then they tried to repackage him and then they just stopped. Huh. And so for the last few months, Elias is just in catering, yeah. doing nothing with no yeah. gimmick because Rick Boogs can play a guitar. So it's like, well, we only need one. <laughs> and that's, and that, you know what's funny too? That's kind of, in my opinion, how Vince thinks. That's his thought process. We can't have two guitars. Damn it. You know, like, oh, two guys with guitars. No, yeah. no, that's not good shit. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shame. So I, yeah. <laughs> so I can see that. Odd. Very odd. Let's get on with the next topic. We're going to stick with WWE, but it's going to be with a former WWE referee, Mike Chioda. During a recent appearance, Monday Mailbag commented on McMahon on the McMahon family being torn apart. This is what he said. They have all the money in the world, a publicly traded company, which is okay. The family is torn apart at this point. I think maybe not torn apart all the way, which I hope not, but it's still torn apart. And he goes on and he talks about how the one thing you shouldn't do, Shane, and he's talking about Stephanie, is marry a uh, a superstar, a wrestler. And, of course, mm-hmm. Triple H and Stephanie are husband and wife. And he thinks that was not good for business. And that kind of, you know, made uh, Shane McMahon want to leave the WWE. And he left for a little. He had a falling out with Triple H. I heard a little bit of it this week, and and I love Mike Kyoto. I do. He's he's the first guy who, when uh, he would hit a two count, he'd come up and he'd give you the Italian curse with the two yeah. fingers. Yep. And and I absolutely adored that because I'm I'm an Italian myself, so felt you know just felt like a little bit of camaraderie with a ref, which yeah. never happens. But and, but, he, and he's a local boy too, which we love. Yeah, he's a tri-stater. I dig him. Yep. Um, it, it's just it's it feels like he's just digging up like yeah. old news and, yeah. and like we all know Shane left yeah. and we all know that you know Shane and Steph have not been the closest siblings in the last several years yeah and we all know why but at the same time Steph and Triple H have been together for a while yeah. you know and and as as much like I said, the only thing we have more in wrestling than promotions these days are dirt sheets, and as many as we have, yeah, you never hear anyone say, "Oh, Steph and Triple H are having problems." Yeah, ever. Yeah, they've been together for like twenty years. They have two kids, you know. But yeah. but Shane has some some issues with that, and I think he just has some issues more with kind of just being on WWE time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. the the travel, the either dragging your family around or being away from your family. Like maybe has more of a problem with the fact that Steph and Triple H can stay together. Yeah. Where he has to basically leave his wife and kids behind and go on the road or go to Saudi or go across or go, you know, to other countries. I, I don't know how much that has to do with his family drama. I think it just yeah. had I think he's thinking more of of his family. Like, I have a wife. I have a couple of kids. Do I want to really leave them and go travel with the WWE? Because I can't just, you know, I can't just say, well, my wife's uh, uh, on the board of directors, too. So she can come right along with us. (laughs) Yeah. And he also said this on Shane McMahon and Triple H falling out because of Triple H dating Stephanie. This is what he said. That's why that feud fell apart. That's for sure. It was a thing from Vince Sr. that came around many years ago. They didn't want anybody dating talent, none of the kids, and none of their family. He didn't want them taking bumps. 
which that didn't happen. Of course, you saw Shane taking many bumps. And I think oh, Shane God, really Shane. had a big part Ooh. of that. And that's why Shane and Triple H had the falling out for many years. And that's why Shane, and this is his words, was exiled for 10 years. So, yeah. And we always wanted to know why. And I mean, Mike Yoda has been there for a really long time. He was always a referee that main event it. So mm-hmm. they, they had, you know, they, they, they had trust in him. So can he take it a grain of salt? Maybe. Yes. No. A little. Does he have any facts? I mean, it isn't you know, like, you know, rocket science. As far as Shane taking bumps, like Shane, yeah. Shane wrestled like he King was of the in the ring. Of you. <laughs> You know, like yeah. he go through glass, he jump off the top of Trons, he, he even the last the hell you know, in a cell, the hell in a cell with Taker, where he came yeah. off the top with the elbow drop, like yeah. like Shane, Shane did these things, and he yeah. knew these things were planned, and he went ahead with them anyway. So it's like yeah. I I know what he's saying, but when he's trying yeah. to you know, say like, oh well, that was Triple H's fault, like. Triple H didn't book that. Triple H wasn't like, hey, dude, go to the top of the cell. I'm making you. <laughs> yeah. 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 He did it because he's a McMahon, damn it. You know, he's going to perform as much as he might be stiff like his old man. He's out there performing. And it, it's, it is what it is. But there has to be some truth to it just because he did leave for 10 years. Like, why? Yeah. Like, don't tell me he did it because of a, a better opportunity. No, I, don't I know. get what I you're watched, saying there. Yeah, I but watched, when you're talking about that period, I understand. But when you're talking yeah. about, as long as you're not bringing it into like current day, because yeah. but which you know, we haven't seen him. But yeah. again, I think that leads more to him saying, like, you know, I have a, I have a family. Family. There's yep. a pandemic going on. Yeah. I couldn't drag these Good guys. Point. Good point. If Good I point. wanted to, and then if I do, I run the risk. So yeah, I'm just gonna sit back. I'm gonna let you know Steph and whoever do their thing, and I'm gonna watch from home. And if they need me, then maybe I'll come in. Well, Dom, I did something different this episode. I kind of wanted to do what Joe Rogan did and just. Not the fancy intros and, uh, you know, this is Dom from Top Rope Wrestling Talk, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I just wanted to start the show and just, hey, dude, what's up? You know, no, I don't blame being, you. being real. And I think I'm going to start doing this because, of course, if you haven't heard, you've been listening to uh, the Universal Wrestling Podcast. I do not have a co-host anymore. Me and Alex Sacco parted ways, but that is the past and this is the future. Dom, give the people what they want. Where can they find you? And please, please. I want to hear the Instagram handle, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Everybody wants to hear the Instagram handle. Well, Go ahead, I, man. I pre- uh, first and foremost, I appreciate you bringing me on for this. It was a ton of fun. And uh, for everybody that doesn't know, you can find us, Top Rope Wrestling Talk, on Twitter at Top Rope WT. You can search for us on Facebook, Top Rope Wrestling Talk. You're going to find our community group. That's where our hosts and you know everybody comes to kind of kick it with fans and talk about the latest news. A lot of fun. And we even have some uh, championship prediction forums for certain pay-per-views where we hand yeah. out you know, the promotions titles to, you know, the, the, the people who placed, you know, one yeah, yeah. through whatever. And then you have our, our podcast page, which is pretty much strictly business. You'll see clips, episodes, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. that we've got going on there. You can find all our, all our links on that as well. And then of course you can always find us on Instagram as, as Nick said, it's the uh, longest Instagram handle ever at top underscore rope underscore wrestling underscore talk (laughs) love it you can check out our live streams every friday night although i think we're off until december 26th okay i was not made aware of that until last night because we were signing off 
And I said, see you on Christmas Eve, folks. And we and we left. And then my co-host had said, you know, high class and grandma had said to me, oh, that's not going to work for me. I have plans. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. What about what about day after Christmas? I was like, yeah, I'm cool. They're like, yeah, we can yeah. do that. So we will be back on December 26th. But nice. for all our content for the Sports Syndicate podcast, you yes, can check sir. us out on YouTube at TRWT, parentheses, of Fox Den John. And you can catch the audio podcast pretty much wherever they're distributed. But if yeah, you need yeah. one-stop shopping, just anchor.fm backslash TRWT. You can listen there. You can see all our platforms on that webpage. Dom, again, appreciate you. You can follow us on Twitter at the UW Pod and Instagram at UW Podcast. Yeah, Peace. 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 Thank you for listening to another edition of the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Check us out on the web at uwpod.com. You've got mail. Or send us an email. We really don't know what we're dealing with here, man. Info at uwpod.com. Universal Wrestling Podcast. Nobody does it better.